Welcome to Innovation Insights, the podcast where we explore innovation in all aspects of life. I am your host, Dr. Yolanda Sanders. Today we are joined by trailblazing talent in the fashion world, Brittany Allen. Many of you might recognize Brittany from her standout presence on Project Runway All-Stars 2023 as her innovative designs and infectious passion left an indelible mark. Beyond the limelight of TV, Brittany has been making waves with her recent venture, a dynamic fitness fashion line in collaboration with Peloton. Melding her unique design prowess with the energy of fitness, Brittany is redefining activewear for the modern woman. From the runways to the gym, Brittany's fusion of fashion and function is both exciting and inspiring. Let's delve into her journey, her creative process, and the future she envisions for the fashion world. Brittany, it's so wonderful to see you. Thank you for being on Innovation Insights. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. It's a lot on my plate, but honestly, I have to step back and remember that this is what I wanted three to five years ago. And I'm like, I'm in this space and now there's not really a lot of time for breaks, but I'm doing exactly what I love. So I can't complain. And you're doing it so well. Uh, Thank you. uh, I've been fortunate to know Brittany now for, gosh, probably about six or seven years and just have been thrilled to watch your journey and your brand evolve and take off just absolutely so crap it's quite the ride (laughs) imagine yeah buckle up everybody (laughs) for those that don't know about your brand or might be unfamiliar with it would you give us a quick overview of the Brittany allen brand and i think it was about around the time of the pandemic where we re- we did a lot of rebranding and I just figured out what my place was in the industry exactly you got to find that really like narrow niche but the brand essentially is a representation of the marriage of the idea of activewear and readywear together essentially i don't feel like a lot of people are doing it in this industry and if they are no shade, but not well. And it's always just very expected. It's neutrals. It's, you know, not an exciting color palette. It's not prints. And so what I'm trying to do is just introduce activewear and ready to wear that is exciting. It's colorful. It sparks a lot of joy. And it's just something new that can give the wearer a new bound like confidence and know that she can go to essentially all of my designs and it's a statement piece but it also can go straight from gym to day to night it's versatile and we just yeah it's it's slightly obnoxious in the best way possible that's what i've always loved about your aesthetic is that it is joyful and colorful and happy and it brings smiles uh, to people's faces and so yeah it's exciting clothes i'm not trying to already make something that somebody else in this industry is already doing and so just creating something different, essentially, that people can enjoy. Now, your brand mantra suggests that powerful, motivated women shouldn't sacrifice exciting, fearless clothing. And so how have you ensured that uh, ethos in 
your design. I think it's really like focusing on those exciting color palettes, colors that you wouldn't think would go together, like lavender and like a chartreuse or just prints that are, when you get really close to them, you see even more detail, but from far away, it's just a really beautiful, exciting print. I think that we do a really good job of balancing whether it's exciting and really boundary pushing silhouettes or it's color and print with a classic silhouette. So it can be just a really basic body flattering body con. It can be a really beautiful pencil skirt, but it's in this really crazy color palette or print that makes it something that's already been done in more of an exciting kind of way to stand out amongst everybody else that you'd see that day. It's bringing excitement to things that are, have already been done, but then we start pushing really exciting silhouettes and we may do an exciting color palette and it might be like a cargo pan or something like that's, it's not the most groundbreaking, but we find a way to do really interesting pockets and really interesting hardware and make it something different that you've never seen before, but it's a really good go-to piece for your closet. And that's innovation. Yeah, it absolutely is. And you're, I love this about your bio. It describes your brand as Dolly Parton. Well, and Betsy Johnson had a baby <laughs> and were raised by Anna Wintour. So what yeah. led to such a unique blend of influences? All really powerful, amazing women. Yeah, very powerful women. I think it's one of those things where you think of almost like borderline tacky things like rhinestones and mixes of color palettes. That's like the dolly part. And then this just very feminine aesthetic. It is feminine silhouettes. It's things that just really show off the woman's body. It doesn't matter what size, what gender, what how you identify. It doesn't matter. It's really just body conscious and it's supposed to provoke a confidence where you're like no one can tell me anything today and then just but also in a classic way that Anna aspect of it's like the pencil skirt it doesn't go into that tacky place but it brings that like feminine and like very loud and statement aspect into fashion but does it in a way that is versatile like it's a bodycon could be worn anywhere it's it's a pretty easy piece to transfer from day to night to a weekend plans or a dinner so I think that versatility makes it something different that not a lot of people are trying to tackle right now you're doing a great job <laughs> thanks I'm trying <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. very biased I, I admit <laughs> your journey and relocation probably has influenced your evolution and your aesthetics coming from Fort Smith, Arkansas, and to now being in Austin, Texas, which is really a wonderful story, too, because you can be anywhere in the world and create a successful fashion brand. So how has that journey influenced your evolution? You know, like at, at the University of Arkansas, I, I really love that my journey started there because as well as I do it really got me ready for the merchandising and the business aspect of fashion, which I'm really glad I had that first because then I could go into design thinking about those things like what's best for my business and is this going to make sense when it comes to manufacturing or when I'm putting together this business plan. And so that was like crucial. It really did lay a foundation for everything that I'm doing now, but got me ready. 
and then allowed me to go and go to school for design and then end up in this place like Austin where I am embraced for my creativity. No matter how weird it is, I, on- I honestly feel like this place is- makes me feel safe in exploring myself as an artist because Austin is weird and it's a lot of artists and creatives that really embrace figure out what you're doing and figure out who you are and be unapologetic about it. And so I think it honestly, my upbringing and my journey when it comes to relocation was crucial and it worked out for the best because I got the business part of it and now I can be creative and be that artist while thinking about what's the smartest route for my business. That makes sense. It's like learning how to walk before you run. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) You got to get every little aspect of the the industry whenever you find yourself in fashion because they're all it's all exclusive to each other. When you're designing, you have to think about cost. Uh, and, but if you're in merchandising, you don't know why they designed it this particular way if you don't know anything about design. So it's all, it's this big melting pot that you have to have a little bit of knowledge of everything in fashion in order for everything to make sense. I agree. I agree. And I, I feel that this is a great message for its aspiring designers to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now your your attention to detail and quality has also been something I've admired. And you emphasize using French themes in your garments for that couture refinement. Can you talk about your formal training? And you've talked about it a little bit, but could you go into a little bit more detail about your training and how it has influenced your brand and the importance of details and construction? Yeah. You know what? It's it like at the University of Arkansas, we were taught the basics of sewing. Like, what are the ways that you can finish your seams? And what are all the different couture techniques that you can explore? Just that basic, like, sewing 101. It's, I can look into a garment and I know exactly what I'm looking at or why they did these things or why essentially the price tag says 250 versus 150 because these seams look like this. So getting that kind of base knowledge was really important for me. But once I learned that merchandising world of fashion I was able to go when I got my master's at SCAD and one of the things that we couldn't do at SCAD is use a serger for any kind of wovens we had to be innovative with the way that we finished garments because essentially in manufacturing there's nothing wrong with a serge seam if you're mass producing but what they wanted us to do is hey explore all these different other ways that you can finish a garment because we know once you leave here you're going to be surging the seams. Your factories are going to be surging the seams. Just try to embrace couture ways of, of doing seams or necklines or facings, linings. They wanted us to really push that, which helped me explore different ways of construction and fashion construction. I think I really was drawn to things that made it equally beautiful on the inside as it was on the outside so really beautiful linings even like printed linings on a solid garment like it's just something for the wearer to have it's like kind of a surprise they feel like they've been taken care of but even fridge seams are so beautiful and i work now with a lot of stretch fabrics so surgery is unavoidable it's like i I don't have a choice so i use it we use it a lot in here but whenever it comes to wovens i try to really think about What's a really cool way that I could go about doing this unconventionally that's just interesting? Another way of pushing it to a place that makes us different and makes it a really unique 
garment that the customer knows like, hey, I paid $300 for this, but honey, I know why I paid $300 for it. It's going to be lasting me a while. I love, I like pretty, really nice constructed garments. I love it. I love it. And, and that attention to detail, those little special techniques that are added mm-hmm. really do add value and makes it special. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about Project Runway. Yes. <laughs> I remember when you were on Project Runway the first time, I think I was sending you text messages trying to get you to take a class that I thought, oh, she'd be so great in this class. Yeah. I mean, you finally said, I can't tell you, but there's something going on. Oh. I know. I think I was like, I'll text you in August. And you're like, what? It's June. What is happening? I'm like, just trust me on this, okay? Just trust me. There's something going on. And if I can say the smallest things, I know Dr. Sanders would be like, I, I know what's happening. Yeah. Right I, I got the clue. I got the clue. Yeah. So so Project Runway is a dream for many designers. And can you share a bit about your experience on this show and how it has impacted your career? Yeah. The first time around, I don't, honestly, I don't remember a whole lot. It was so fast. Um, I think that that whole filming was like six weeks versus our all-stars was nine. Um, so it was very fast the first time around, but also I got cut right before the finale. So that was like, I did all the challenges and I really trusted that I was going to go on to the finale. And so that was heartbreaking, but also it left me really hungry. I was like, that's not going to define me. I, I got this. And I ended up I feel like being one of the ones on my season that just really ran with my aesthetic and trying to refining like who my customer is and what my business looks like and what I can do for this industry that nobody else is doing. So the first time it it got me buttered up and ready for round two, which I just finished. And part of All Stars, it was hard to watch, but I went in and I knew that the minute I walked into that workroom, whether there were going to be people in there whenever I got there, or if there was going to be people walking into me, that every single one of them was going to be a pretty heavy hitter. Because I watched this show for 17 seasons before I was on it. I knew everybody that came through that door or that was already in that workroom. And so I knew I would be like starstruck, but also these people have been through this before. They've done it. They've either made it to the finale or they got really close to winning. And they're going to all be back for the same thing that I was, which was what I didn't get the first time. So it was very intimidating. And I knew the only way that I was going to get through all stars is to mind my own business and not look around, like literally just ignore what everybody else is doing and just do my thing because I didn't want to get too worked up with comparing my work and my craft with any of the other designers. But also I do different things. I do a completely different thing, like active wear, that nobody else in the competition was doing. So it was really impossible for me to look around and try to think, oh, I'm not doing enough because had I changed any design that I came out with, the judges would have been like, why in the world did you make this? This is not you. And so I I had to keep remembering that. Like, they're keeping me here because of what I do and what I'm contributing. So I can't steer far from that, but it's just brought a lot of exposure to the brand. It's that's why I did it the second time, because the first time it it did a lot. Put eyes on my business and everything that I had been working on, which this industry is so competitive for designers. You have to find a way 
to give yourself a platform and then give yourself a voice, but also a voice that hasn't been heard yet. Yeah. Like, congratulations on thank you on your success on this last season. It was amazing. And I know, and when you say focusing on your own, what you're doing, again, that's another wonderful nugget for, I think, anyone out there. So easy to get caught up to looking at what other people are doing, but just focusing on what you're doing. Yeah. Just worry about yourself. (laughs) As you start climbing to the top and you find yourself succeeding, there are going to be people that don't like that. And that's not your business. You just worry about what you've got going on and what your goals are. And if you're achieving those goals, that's all that matters. If you're, if you are happy and you have impressed yourself with the work, that there's nothing else that matters. Such an important message. Yes. Important message. So were there any challenges or surprises during your time on Project Runway that influenced how you approach your brand today? I really tried to go into each challenge thinking like, how can I put my spin on this particular thing? For example, there was the undergarment challenge, the couture undergarment challenge, which with stretch fabrics, it's very hard to do any type of like really couture construction because essentially it's a stretchy fabric. You are limited to things like cover stitch, flat lock, and serger. And that's about it. So I just really had to think about like, how can I make what I do couture? I could add like a woven overgarment to something that's already stretchy. Thinking about like those French seams and really refined ways of construction that I could apply to some of the garments that I was making. But honestly, it was just, it took a little bit to get my bearings. I think I didn't really come into my own until that, the red challenge, which in my opinion was the most even playing field that Project Runway has ever had. Cause it was like, you guys all have the same fabric. Yeah. You have the same notions, make something different mm-hmm. and not to be boastful, but I won that challenge because I was like, let me just make something that's totally different than what I feel like everybody else will make. But also something that's very just do me without, don't even apologize for it. So that's what I was able to do. That was the validation in the competition that I needed. It was like, oh, you're on the right track. This is keep doing this in different ways. And so I always remember that moment that it was like, oh, yeah. Why am I even making dresses? I hate making dresses. <laughs> Stop doing that and make and do what you do, which is essentially this active it's like a luxury active high fashion it's pushing those boundaries that i've been staying within for so long well being authentic to yourself and i learned i learned yeah. did that it was beautiful thank Peace. you <sighs> what i so appreciate about you is just your range the range that you can work in which is unique for many designers. And so thinking about transitioning from ready to wear or combining ready to wear with fitness fashion, what inspired your collaboration with Peloton? Oh my gosh. So I was so thrilled that they came to me asking to do the collab together. Members just really the exciting stuff and they love that what the instructors wear. I can only go so far into depth of talking about the specifics of it but essentially I just really wanted to embrace the idea of essentially it's like 
using your inspiration and this kind of creative process as inspiration of the collection. So taking the idea of an artist time, like the, all of the time restraints of being creative, like on the spot or, Hey, you have a deadline of a month to design this collection in school or for another brand. It's just trying to balance what it means to be creative, but also essentially making money, which we all have to do. And so I thought of this overflow of creativity once the moment that they asked me about it. And it was just, it almost reminded me of this oil spill. And so how it was just spilling out. And so I really took my love for color and we created a print that kind of embraced the idea of being put in a box and having the time restraints, which comes in with like a checkered print, but then also just having an overflow of creativity, wanted to create everything and put your heart and soul into something. And that was like the color palette. Essentially, just the idea of being an artist in the industry today and the pros and cons to that and finding a way to really give the members something that was exciting and different was the goal. Now, are you a Peloton user? I I am. I I am too. Are you? Yeah, Yeah, I've been the member for seven years. So had you told me in like 2017 when I got my bike that this would be my life I would be like you are lying don't play with me like that but here we are we're it's it's really it's effortless it it truly is you've dressed quite a few of the instructors too Mm -hmm. yeah I think that I can count honestly on one hand how many instructors I have not dressed like it all started with Jess King and so then once people saw my aesthetic and what I can contribute it was really easy for them to come to me and Mm -hmm. with ideas and I think just it's really hard. The thing that you really have to balance as an artist in fashion and what I think a lot of students could benefit from knowing is once you start getting started, people will contact you and be like, hey, can you make this and that? And once you're trying to put food on your table, it's I'm going to take on every project I can. But once you really start getting into it and you're making customs, you have to really think about, is this going to be a reflection of my brand? And if it's not, then maybe this is something that I can recommend them to go somewhere else or maybe another designer can do it. But it's really important not to say yes to everything and only say things that are going to be growing what your brand is, what that signature is, and what's going to benefit you as well as your client. That makes sense. So tell that it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay to say no. Yeah. It's not a cuss word. It's really not. You have to protect all your hard work. I love it. It it feels like a cuss word in the beginning. Like right out of school, I'm like, if I say no, are you kidding me? I, what am I doing turning down all this business? But I'm going to put it in the vocab. It's absolutely okay. Yes, 100%. Your career has been impressive because of your educational background. We've talked a little bit about that, but you've also, you've taught too. Giving back to the next generation. How was it to teach and what were some lessons and insights that you would have for students in the past? Yeah, I view this as a safe space. So I'll just be completely transparent. I did. I loved teaching. There was so much like not satisfaction, but 
reward that came from like sharing my knowledge and not just knowledge that I learned in school. It was more so what did I learn in school? And then how is that kind of applied to the industry that I've worked in for so long? And like, how can these students benefit from me telling them these are things you're going to learn and it's good to know, but these are the things that are going to be like really important for you to think about when you're job hunting or whenever you're in the industry, you're working for somebody, they're going to need quick deadlines or just anything that was relevant to working in fashion. But I was, I think just, I've always been a doer and I always wanted to do and teach at the same time. I never wanted to not go away from the brand or, and so I think that was really a hard decision to make. I had to really ask myself, do you want to teach or do you want to do? Because sometimes one was taking away from the other. So it was design. And that decision was made for me by Project Runway because I was like, oh, I got cast. And now the business taking off and either I run this course or I don't. And so it was a really hard decision for me to make to step away from teaching because I really wanted this brand to be everything. And it was always what I wanted to build for myself. And yeah, that's why I had to step away. But I do find it very rewarding to like we bring in interns in the studio and oh my gosh, we just have the best time and I always grow way too attached to them and then they leave me. Ugh. But it's just a way that's the way that I have found that I can do both. Like I can teach mm-hmm. and show them like, hey, this is what it is to own a business and this is what it takes. And they're going through the motions with me, but they're also being able to step away and, and learn a lot from it while also assisting me and my business and taking away very valuable information and things that they can take into whatever they decide to do. I thank you for offering internships because you are mentoring, educating, and you're still educating. And so yeah. just thank you for doing that. Because that yeah, that was the way to, to be able to do both. I was like, how can I do But I don't want to give only 75% to one thing and the brand has my heart but it was just a way like apprenticeships and even having people come in and shadow and hang out and do whatever it's a way that I can teach because that's very important to me yeah. and if you want to go back to the classroom classrooms will be there down the road too so I'm yeah. sure plenty of opportunities I know my husband's listen you, you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time so like you did this part and if you need to take a break and be like you know what I want to go back and do that then sure. it's yeah. go back into where you left off or yeah. do whatever you need to get that back but absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's never off of my radar yeah so yeah, I'm sure it's not. Sure it's no, it's definitely not. We've talked a little bit about the fashion industry and that you brought back a lot of fun and excitement with use of color and the elements and principles of design. Uh, so how, in what ways do you feel like the industry has lost some of that fun? And how do you help reignite that? It's just, and I won't even like name brand specifically. It is really, it is no shade, but I think it's, I only feel this way because I love color, not just as a designer, but I love to wear color. It always just makes me feel like some type of way where I'm like, no one can tell me anything. And I am the moment. I feel like Wendy Williams. I'm like, I, she is the moment. 
but I love color. And so I, it wasn't until the pandemic that I'm looking around and I'm like, now I'm working out. I'm real. I'm, I'm at home. I'm trying to move my body and take care of myself, my mental state and just be physical and try to get that serotonin boost. And as I looked around in the active wear market, it's like, all I see is solid black, solid white, solid gray, solid beige. And I'm just thinking, where is the color? Like, where's the neons? Where is the print and craziness? And one brand that did it so well was Adam Selman. Before he went to Fenty, he did, he had his ad, sport, Adam Selman's. Yeah. And it was crazy prints. He started that whole movement of that panty legging that had like a seam line that was cut up. Very Jane Fonda moment. And I thought that he did such an incredible job. I bought, I think, everything that he had before I really started moving into activewear. I bought everything for myself because I was like, this is the activewear that I want. And just seeing like how much that was embraced, it was like, you know what? He does more sexy, very like, very what Savage Fenty does now. But I was like, this can also apply to very feminine aesthetic and very playful and bright. And people are starving for that right now because they're stuck at home exercising and they're trying to find inspiration and joy in essentially anything at this moment. So that's when I started working a little bit with the instructors and creating that like exciting active wear. But yeah, that's where it, it all started. But I think just there's such a big market for it mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. And I essentially was bored by it. So I know others were bored by it. And I was thinking, how can I really take this brand into a direction that is going to give people what they want? Right. So that's how it all happened. <laughs> I love it. Right. And I'm funny to ask you about. Yeah. A butterfly, because I remember seeing some butterflies um, when you were visiting Iowa State. Like subtle or it's very like in your face obvious, like a butterfly print. Or maybe I put just like a small little butterfly somewhere that's hidden. It's just for me, it is very much a symbol of coming into your own. And it's a true journey of growth. Like it's a symbol of that growth journey of Starting out as something and figuring out who you are and then ending up, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And so as a designer, for so long, I was doing this thing that I thought was right for me, like evening and bridal and dresses and a little ready to wear and some bright colors in that. But just like this industry is so competitive and I was just so tired and I'm just like, what am I doing? This is not, it's not really satisfying. There's no sales. So I can't do this forever. And just finding out that active wear mixed with an idea of ready to wear was for me was a part of that growth. It was part of the journey. It was like, hey, girl, figure out what you're doing and why you're different and what you can give to people that they've never seen before. But as very Brittany Allen. And once I did that, it was like, oh, that was why that motif was so strong for me is because this journey and like this path of growth was really important for me to figure out and so it's almost like I had used butterflies before and then I figured out where I was supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing and it's oh that was that checked out because it was a very crucial part of my business yeah oh that's great thanks for sharing that story and you've done such a nice job of having that as part of your brand throughout, even 
um, on your emails. Just put a little butterfly on there. Just remind people that like, it's all about the journey. It doesn't just apply to me as a designer. It doesn't even just apply to me as a human being. Uh It's everybody. It's be who you are and don't apologize for it. Just experience whatever this growth journey is for you and write it out and enjoy it. I love it. Good messages. Thanks for all of these nuggets. Yes. <laughs> Little motivational posters for days. Absolutely. Wow. So what's next for the Brittany Allen brand? And do you have any exciting projects on the horizon that you can share? Always. Not a lot I can share. These NDAs are honestly making I me believe my life it, a living yeah. hell. I'm just like, I live one big secret because I'm working on these things that's taking so much time away from like sharing with everybody what I'm working on. And then it drops and people are like, how long did you work on this? I'm like, for 10 months, but I couldn't tell you. So it's because I feel like I'm pretty good at keeping a secret. I just don't like to keep them. Mm-hmm. I love to share. There's some big things that I can't. So that's going to be exciting to see that slowly come out and to see what I'm working on. But also I'm finally at a place where Project Runway's done and the collab with Peloton has been launched. And so I'm going to try to really give like, this creative space of my own a lot of attention i want to create a very small just capsule collection for austin fashion week i love a good deadline (laughs) so having that date as a deadline of you know what do it and don't can't take all year to do it take all this like creative juice and motivation that you have right now and put it into something that's a visual exhibition of what Brittany allen is now what it's growing to be what it's going to be do that thing where it's like active wear and ready to wear and hike a tour mixed together, which is an oxymoron in itself, but it's not being done. And so I want to do it and keep exploring that. And that's the big thing right now is just making sure that my creativity is, has a place and a space and that I can continue to explore that. That's great. So we'll know to watch for Austin Fashion Week, and then also some other projects. Legally bound secret. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, those will be good ones when they come out. Yeah, those are the best. Those are always the good surprises <laughs> that you're like, you were juggling how much at one time? Good night. I can't even imagine what you're yeah. juggling. Oh, my goodness. The life we live. What advice would you offer to letting designers and entrepreneurs as they embark on their journeys. I feel like always an old, like a broken record when I say this, because I say it like every time, but I'm, I truly believe that if you're a new designer, you should act like one of those like horses, the, the racers at the Kentucky Derby and just put those blinders on and just go forward. And even if everyone around you is telling you like, you'll never make it, what you're doing has already been done which granted i started there i was making dresses there's nothing revolutionary about evening and bridal and and things like that but it's like what are you doing in that industry that makes sense and people will tear you down and they will either talk about you behind your back or to your face but listen you just have to do what you do and what your aesthetic is full max effort going forward but no speed bumps that anybody else is putting in your path like you have to put the blinders on and i say mind your own business just don't worry about whatever other people are doing do what you're doing unapologetically and you'll find 
where it is that you fit in. But it's just constant energy that will try to suck out any joy that you have for yourself and your love and passion for what you do. And it's just not, it's not worth it. Great advice. Just put the blinders on, honey. Don't pay attention to anybody else. Put the blinders on. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Such great Literally. advice. Thank you. <laughs> well, so if there's one thing that you want people to remember or feel when they wear a piece from your collection, what would it be? Ooh, confidence. I'll bleep myself out, but it's that bad B energy where you just put on, you're like, ooh, I, today is my day. No one can tell me what to do or how to feel I'm owning this day but just confidence I want it to be something that whether you're feeling good it makes you feel even better or if you're having a down day this is the thing that kind of motivates you to either move your body or get out and own the day and be yourself but I want that that I want that to be why people come to the brand I, I never really wanted to do like that very couture like evening wear because I don't want to be a one and done designer I don't want to be at the back of the closet after being worn once I want it to be a go-to piece that they're like I need this today <laughs> this is the energy I need myself and I it's something that they wear multiple times because they know exactly what it's going to be doing for them so that bad B energy love it that bad B energy love it yes honey. yes 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 <laughs> Well, the last question that I ask all of our guests is, how do you define innovation? Innovation. I think it's definitely something just like fashion where it's very subjective. I think that how do we measure success? How do we measure something that's never been done before? In fashion, it's very hard to get tripped up on what's been created and what hasn't. But I think that even if it's something that is just a simple bodycon or a pencil skirt or just a crop tank top. How are you taking something that's either been done before or hasn't been done before and you're contributing something to this industry that nobody's ever seen? So it can be something that has been done, which in fashion, it's very hard to find something that hasn't been done. It's all just being cycled through. But how are you making that thing? that dress or the top or whatever how are you bringing your own aesthetic to it that somebody else hasn't done and it should be something that they look at and they're like i've seen this before but not in this way or i've never seen this before and you're staying true to yourself again just putting on the blinders and, and making your craft and not comparing it to anything else and you're proud of the work and you truly contributed to this industry in a way that others aren't doing and I think that's innovation. Wonderful definition. Thank you for yeah. that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our guests? I think it's just, again, specific to new designers or people even just, it doesn't even matter if it's in fashion. It can be starting a business that does windshields. I don't listen. I don't know what people do or what kind of businesses they have, but it's hard work having your own business and being and and having your own business not only but also being an, an artist in this industry it's really hard it's really hard but honestly if it was easy it just it wouldn't be as rewarding as it is and it wouldn't be celebrated as much as it is because 
it's tough. There's many days where I cry a lot and there's many days where I laugh a lot and there's many days where I absolutely love what I'm making. And there are some days where I could not set it on fire fast enough, but it's all part of that kind of transformation and that growth. And you're becoming better than you did before. Even if it's something that you're going to be throwing in the trash, you have explored it. You tried it and it didn't work. And now you know how to go forward knowing that well, you won't do that silhouette again or that stitch did not work with this fabric. It's all a part of what you have to do to get where you're going. But every failure is not a failure. It's just one little milestone in this growth of business owning and, and creating and being an artist. It's just part of the process. And if you're going through it and you feel like you're not doing everything right, then you're doing everything right. You're doing it right. And there are a lot of hiccups. That's great. That's great. Because the journey isn't just a, a straight line. Oh, no. Eight. It's just <laughs> up, down, upside down, forward. It's just <laughs> we're rolling. <laughs> but it's how we get to point A to point B, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the line does in between right. point A to point B. Right. It's right. just that you got there. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today, Brittany. We're thrilled to have, have this insightful conversation about the world of fashion and brand building in your inspiring journey. For our listeners, I hope this conversation has sparked new ideas and perspectives and perhaps even ignited a flame of curiosity to explore and innovate within your own spheres of influence. Remember, innovation is not just about technology or groundbreaking discoveries. It is about how we think, connect, and bring our unique talents and insights to create positive change. I am Dr. Yolanda Sanders, and I'm signing off until our next episode. Keep innovating, keep dreaming, and keep making a difference.